I said I always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm down for the evening, everybody, and welcome once again. We are back on this ride we call Shot Callers. I am your host, Ben Brown, and by my side, to my left, my road dog, my ace buku, Joshua Odell, Pharrell Hayes, my brother, what's good? What it do, people? Everybody doing all right tonight? We are. Uh, we're league passing it up tonight as we sit in the studio. Uh, we just finished some games, and now we've got the Lakers on, so we're just chilling. Uh, we got producers Tim uh, sitting in the controls. And we're just here just enjoying some company, man. Just relaxing, doing this podcast. Hey, hey, hey. So um, get some business out of the way. You know, you guys click on us. Five-star reviews, man. We were going to say it every single time. Five-star reviews. That's how we know what you guys want. We want interactions on Twitter, at 48 Minutes Network. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, We just want reaction, man. We, We are so excited about the start of this NBA season. Um, we're most teams are three to five games in, and uh, we are just super excited about uh, this season to started. I mean, and everybody, it looks like it's been so much parity now. I mean, you've got some teams that we start we're gonna thought we were gonna start gonna be well. Some have started off slow. Some have started off where we thought they were gonna start off, um, and now here we are. Uh, we're getting a good feel for some of these teams. Uh, we're just having a lot of fun with it. So uh, hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, let us know what you think about our predictions. We we all had our predictions in the last couple of weeks, so um, tell us where we're wrong, where we're crazy, where uh, we're spot on. Just let us know. So well, they're probably going to already tell us that we're crazy. So. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, here we are. We're sitting. The Phoenix Suns are two and one, and the Pacers are in two. So we we've got a, a a rousing a rousing start to the season. So um, without any further ado, uh, producer Tim. Topic number one. Well, gentlemen, I think an easy place to start is where we started last week. Uh, we started the show last week discussing Buddy Heald, Demonis Sabonis, and Jalen Brown. Buddy Heald, get that money. Yes, Josh's exact words were, Buddy Heald, I support you. Let's get that money. Let's get that bread, man. We thought that Demonis Sabonis was going to get traded. Uh, that was a big discussion. Mm-hmm. And then um, we not only find out that the next day they get th- they get their money. Jalen Brown, incredibly overpaid. Oh, my gosh. But Deontay Murray also signs his deal to stay at the Spurs. So, gentlemen, what do we think about these young bloods getting their money? Um, all contracts are good except for Jalen Brown's. I'm not really sure what the Celtics are th- we're yeah. thinking with that. I, I, I mean, all the contracts were great besides that one. That one kind of threw me for a loop. Um, I wasn't really sure why they thought he was owed that amount of money. Um, but all the other contracts, I mean, we had talked about before. The Murray one kind of shocked me, but I, I'm glad they got paid. He, I think he's earned that. Um, Agreed. Um, so I, I really like that they paid him. They're going to keep him around. I think he's a Popovich guy, man. I think... He's a guy that fits what Popovich wants to do and, and how he plays the game. I think that's he's a Popovich guy. He almost reminds me of like that, gives me that like Tim Duncan feel where he's, you know, he's a loyal to the core. He's going to play the system. And he's going to do what you ask him to do. So um, that deal felt good. Of course, it's a bonus one. I'm super happy about. Um, I was 
talking last week about us being worried about him being traded. Uh, I'm glad we uh, secured the bag, and he secured the bag by being a pacer, at least for the next four years. So, super duper excited about that one. Um, so, yeah, all those deals were, were good, man. Um, Buddy Heald, I know we had talked about that before. Uh, I am really glad that they decided to keep Buddy Heald. Um, Sacramento needs to realize that, I mean, not now because they started off like 0-2 and they looked really bad. However, he is a key point to their future if they're going to have any success um, as far as trying to make the playoffs um, here in the West. So I'm glad they secured him. He's earned that money um, by playing the well as, uh, playing as well as he has and doing the things that he's done uh, to try to put Sacramento uh, on the map. So all the money that's gone out has been good, um, except the Jalen Brown deal I was a little bit shocked by. But other than that, what about like Seti Osman, man? He got he got a four he year extension. Paid, yeah. He did, he did. Seti Osman did get paid. Um, I think he's another guy that I, I think he's another guy that um, if Cleveland's going to rebuild, they're going to have to have pieces to rebuild with. And I think he's one of the guys they want to rebuild around. So yeah, so Seti Osman being able to secure the bag, I think he will um, will fit what Cleveland's trying to rebuild around. I think at some point they're going to have to move Kevin Love. Uh, but uh, we signed a steady Osmond. I think that that's a good spot for Richard them. Richard Tim still thinks that's uh, he's he's he should be going to Portland. Yeah, I stand by that. So yeah. so let's let's talk about these deals. So the first big deal was uh, Pascal Siakam, correct? He he was the first one yeah. that got the extension. We all agree that's a big that's a that's a huge uh, win for the Raptors and Pascal. And then he showed out opening night and balled out. So. Yes, he did. Um, he's probably going to have a pretty good season. I, you know, obviously with all these guys barring any injuries, um, you know, we want to see them all do well. Um, I actually want to find out. I'm I'm not yet giving up on the Jalen Brown deal. Okay. Um, I know they paid him, you know, a hundred and three million dollar extension. Remember, he's only twenty two years old. Um, he showed flashes of being a great ball player, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, why Why are you guys not sold on the Brown deal yet? Because he averaged a career high of 13 points a game so far. That's all right. He's second-year player, about to be a third. He's a fourth-year player. Yeah, oh, you're right, fourth year. Um, I, I'm. Why was I thinking that? I'm like a year behind. Uh, I don't know. I think that that run they had in the playoffs without Kyrie – you kind of seen flashes of what those guys could do, mm-hmm. and it's still early on in the season. Um, you know, I know the Celtics don't look great right now. Uh, they got blown out, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Their their opening night, um, they did not look good at all, and uh, they struggled. It looks like they even struggled to put points on the board. Period. Kimba did not look like he fit. Um, he was also, you know, pressing and. You know, it's, it's it's two or three games in. You know, I, I think teams have to find, you know, what their sweet spots are. Um, and then up to that point, uh, I think as the season goes on, I think these these grades on these tra- or on these extensions will probably kind of fill themselves out. Um, Buddy Hill, you know, he's been in the league for a good amount of years, and I think he's already produced at a at a spot to where that money makes sense. Um, you know, I, I've been teasing all week, you know, he just felt like it was disrespectful to get paid the same amount of money that Harrison Barnes was. So, you mm-hmm. know, they had to up it a little bit. And, Absolutely. Uh, 
I agree with that. Um, Who else we missing? Demonis Sabonis. 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 Um, I know that one makes makes my uh, co my co partner over here Ben happy. Very happy. Uh, I thought Sabonis has always been a solid player for them, and uh, definitely think that he'll give them some good minutes. And actually, uh, that you were texting us about how the Pacers were losing the other night, but Sabonis was actually playing well. Yeah, so. I mean he's he's actually started off the season really well. I mean, um, of of the guys that uh, we've had concern about starting the season, Sabonis is not one of them. Um, he's actually started off the season really well, um, and we can talk about the Pacers. <clears throat> we can talk about the Pacers later on, but um, yeah, I was happy for the Sabonis deal. I think the other deals um, that have been signed were were really good deals, except for I, yeah, Jalen Brown, man. I and I understand what they're trying to do. I mean, if, if he's going to be a part of your future, I get that you want to lock him up, but like that just seems like a lot of money to lock him up, though. Like. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of money to me. Um, not saying that he is not a, a quality player. I'm not saying that he's not a quality player, but it just seems like a lot of money to try to lock him up for four years. If he makes an all-star team in the next couple years, does it solidify the contract? Not to me. Yeah. Because um, to me, I mean, making an all-star, to me, making an all-star game, part of that's popularity. Um, well, we all know that because I'm pretty sure Yao Ming is going to get voted in this year. Right. <laughs> I'm sure Kevin Durant is already leading right. votes. Yeah, I'm sure Kevin Durant will lead votes. Uh, him and Clay Thompson will get votes. So, I mean, it's all popularity. Um, to me, it's all NBA. You know, if he if he makes an all NBA team, not even this year, but if he's consistently on the all NBA team. Um, even third team? We talking third team NBA like he's working? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think third team, I mean, that's still top 15 player in the league you know what i mean so i mean if he makes an all nba team third team and you're still the top 15 players in the league so um if he's able to do that consistently then yeah i mean i think he, he's worth it but i mean I, i'm not sure if he's going to have the opportunity to be a third team all pro but um i think if he if he's able to do that and be on that level, then yeah, maybe then the contract will fit. But uh, what about some of the smaller extensions that were done that some people might not realize that happened, and how these players affect, you know, some of these teams moving forward? Like for instance, Tareen Prince, two mm-hmm. year, twenty nine million extension. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Ingles got a one year, fourteen million dollar extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these guys actually play some pretty decent roles on their teams moving forward. So. What do you think? Overpaid, underpaid? Um, I I think that both deals are good. I think Joe Ingles, um, he's a key component to that team. Um, he's a key component to what they do. Um, so you, you want to lock him up for at least for the year, um, and pay him the one year fourteen. And and plus two, I mean you're you're trying to get fits and things like that. So I I think that just one year you're not locking in total, you know, like a complete commitment, but. The one year fourteen, at least he's there and committed, and then you'll see from there. But um, Tar Tar Prince, I think, is another one though. Is a guy that that uh, fits what they do, um, and he, perfect trade. He's a per yeah. It's a perfect. It's perfect. So uh, I'm I'm both those deals are are good to me. Um, I I don't I don't see any issue with them for sure. 
Let's also not forget they got Torian Prince for Alan Crabb's awful contract. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 so, right. Like everything's an upgrade from that. Yeah, everything, everything is an upgrade from from that. from that one. So, if you guys hear some just random noises, like I said, the Lakers game is on in the background. <laughs> um, you know, we're watching AD and LeBron. Uh, Play the college their, basketball all stars. I mean, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, do their thing. Yeah. So if something happens and we're all like, "Ooh," you know that it was a that it was a splash play. So in the old shy college team, it used to be wrestling events. You would hear it would be wrestling. <laughs> it would be wrestling events. So you just hear it get quiet and it's like, "Oh, Kevin Owens just got thrown off a cage." Right. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it's uh, I, I think the contracts are good. Jalen Brown, I think, um, is the only one I really kind of had a question about. But other than that. Uh, the rest of those contracts are good. Uh, those guys secured the bag. It was pretty cool uh, that we had just talked about that, and and the next day, those guys all signed contracts. We so, knew. Yeah, yeah, we knew. Shot, you know, shot college forty eight minutes. That's what we do. I mean, we 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 are ahead of the curve. I mean, I started a campaign. It didn't have to last long because yeah, we got that money. And buddy, really good thing we didn't order those shirts. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was gonna say it's a good good thing we didn't order the shirts and the hats. So. You know that that was that was good stuff. So once again, forty-eight minute shot callers on top of it. Um, all those guys secured the bag. So uh, producer Tim, give us topic number two. All right, guys. So we are one week into this NBA season, and we have seen some individual performances that have jumped out so much in skill sets. We've seen Kyrie Irving drop fifty points in his first Brooklyn Nets game. We saw Kawhi Leonard show out against the Lakers on opening night. We saw Zach Levine score 37 in their second game against the Grizzlies. And most importantly, while Josh and I were sitting on my couch tonight, we watched John Morant announce to the world who he is, mm-hmm. and he's not going anywhere. So, guys, what are some of the individual performances so far from the first week of the year that jumped out to you? Kyrie's 50. And 7-7 seven and seven and on top so, Yeah, 7-7. Seven and seven Yeah, and, and how he got it. And probably the most impressive thing about that 50 was the, was the play that led up to the game-winning shot that he missed. Yeah, and uh, he out here looking like um, NBA Street. Man. It was NBA Street. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Skip NBA Street. Skip to But yeah, I I think Kyrie's fifty. Um, that was really impressive. Um, all of his performances have been pretty impressive. Uh, when they beat the Knicks, um, he kind of, you know, took the mic and said, "This is our city," and this, that, and the other. So. Um, He's really kind of kind of coming to his own right there uh, with the Nets. Um, Kawhi Leonard looked amazing um, against the Lakers. Um, he just looked like it, it's. I feel like competitors when they go out on the floor, everyone is trying to make a statement. Um, and I think Kawhi was trying to make a statement like, "Look, we're we're the team in L.A." Um, I'm the best player in the world, which he looked like that night. I mean, um, and he's the best healthy player in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, if he's healthy, I mean, he's healthy, best player in the world. Um, his performance that night was, was cool to watch just because of all the buzz between LA, between LA and the fact that they were the home team and they were booing him. Yeah. Because there were more Lakers fans. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Basley. <laughs> hey, but y'all ever watch Kawhi on the court? Like, he reminds me of a tourist that's lost in a city. <laughs> and, and, like, he has no clue what he's doing. But, you know, if somebody says, hey, here's a basketball, he's like, oh, I know what to do with that. And then he just goes out and he performs. And he's like, he doesn't, 
You just, for some reason, when you were subscribing this, reminded me of that scene in Airplane when he goes, like, and he teaches the guys how to play basketball. Yeah. And also, just every shot goes in. Right, right. I mean, you just watch him. Like, there's no emotion. Like, the, he doesn't run fast. He doesn't run slow. He doesn't change speeds. Like, he's not doing any of this, you know, new age ball handling. Like, he just goes out and just does what he has to do mm-hmm. to win a basketball game. And it's like the – I mean, it's definitely like – a high-yielded version of what he did in San Antonio. Like, we know the Spurs are boring. They're fundamentally sound. Kawhi comes from the Spurs organization. And, you know, I've always wondered, like, did the Spurs hold this guy back? Like, was he held back because of the system he was playing in? And now you get to see him kind of, like, be the man. And, I mean, he's clearly, when he's healthy, is the the best player on the floor. Yes, I'm saying that. He's better than LeBron when he is on the floor and he's healthy. Because... He just knows what to do and what needs to be done to win a game. Yeah, so, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, and he's the perfect dude because they they're doing the advertisements for Terminator. He was the perfect guy to get during a commercial. <laughs> that commercial it's was so awesome. well done. Yeah, it was. It was that that commercial was was unbelievable. Paul George needs to tighten up his acting skills a little while he's in L.A. But he will. He'll have plenty of time to do that. You know, because yeah. I mean? that's what they do. And Dwight Howard just threw out an alley of guys. It is 2011. It is, and he's got them French braids in. Yeah, good for him. He's still um, an athlete. He is, he is still man. an athlete. Uh, the other, the other performance, which you know, of course, drove me absolutely crazy, was, you know, the Pistons played the Pacers, and your boy Drummond went for thirty-two and twenty-three rebounds. Thirty-two and twenty-three. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, of course, you guys know I'm a Pacer fan, but watching him just get. After the basketball, it's Rodman-esque with a little bit of offensive skill. Now, Rodman back in the day, when he played in the early 80s, before he got went crazy and went to the Spurs, that guy could put the ball in a basket. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, he had a nice mid-range game. He, he could get to the basket. He was super athletic. Drummond is that, but he's, he's, he's bigger. He's, I feel like he's a little bit more athletic. He just pursues the basketball. It's crazy. It feels like a stronger Dwight Howard in his prime. Yeah, when Dwight would just go out there and have twenty twenty. Yeah, and- I mean, it, it. I, I mean, that guy is just unbelievable the way he pursues the basketball. So, um, unfortunately, that came against my Pacers. But that was another. That was another awesome performance from this opening week yeah. was drumming. That's how I thought about P.J. Washington. I was like, cool, man, get yours right. against the Bulls. Against the One Bulls. guy I want to talk about <laughs> um, that I think maybe might be taking that next step to superstardom was uh, Trey Young. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the, yeah. the couple games he put together. And then I think, you know, we did our predictions. Um, you know, I went against the, what everybody else was saying, and I picked the Lakers to win the, the Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. But then I watched the Lakers and the Clippers play, and, you know, PG-13, not out there. And I was just in awe of how deep the Clippers team was. I yeah. mean, just – I mean, they just were subbing guys in, and everybody was out on the floor doing something. And I'm like, man, this team is going to be so hard to beat in seven games. And I was like, you know – they really need to get themselves a big man. But I'm like, I don't know if they actually need a big man anymore. Like, what they did was what they did. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the guys coming in like Harkless and Green and, you know, Beverly. I mean, he's the he's the glue that holds that team together defensively. He's the heart and soul of that team. No points. 
four steals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy to watch. And, like, he, he is okay with that role. Like, he he is good being that guy on the team. Like, I don't need to score to be able to do that. So, um, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of the things that he does, like, watching that game, like, people take for granted. So, like, in that game, the Clippers turned the ball over and – like a guy just grabbed it and was starting to dribble, and Patrick Beverly dove behind him to get the ball back for the Clippers and call a timeout. Like that's an extra possession that you wouldn't have, and just because he's always pursuing the basketball. I mean, it's kind of crazy to watch him play, but he's all over the place. And it's like, not, he is so Chicago. It's not yes, he, the, yeah, it's he's not very Chicago. The, and it's not even the postseason yet. Like, no, the first I mean, game yeah. of the season, we're already playing like it's the finals, and that game had such a playoff atmosphere it, it already. Did. It, it did. was so fun. It, it had a thick feel to, to it, no doubt. And then they go out and they beat Golden State in their home arena. Yeah. Their brand new arena. Yeah. And he has the quote of the year already. When he goes, <laughs> things are a little different without KD. You guys have been cheating too long. Is oh, yeah. Reality? Yeah. Well, and you think about this, man. Like it's uh, when you look at that Golden State team, like, and I, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the things that the media says, but Charles Barkley had a really, really good point. You can tell that they are going to struggle to put the ball in the basket if Steph doesn't if Steph doesn't score forty or at least thirty a night. They're going to struggle. I mean, Draymond's not a scorer. You have Dela, who's a scorer. But the other guys on the floor, they don't score the basketball very well. And the guys that come in for them don't score the basketball either as well. So they're going to struggle to score the basketball. So, you know, if you think about last year, you had Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond. And then you brought Iguodala off the bench. Then you had a, a Sean Livingston come off the bench. To a lesser extent, you had Boogie. You had Boogie coming off the bench. I mean, you had all kinds of guys that could get you points. And now, I mean, it's it, they're going to struggle to score points. And Charles Barkley was like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I find it hard that a team that's been that successful to not make the playoffs. But in the West. I'm out on them. Yeah, I mean, in the West, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. I watched him play today against OKC, and OKC is not ex- – I mean, OKC is better than, like, everyone says they're really Yeah, right, right, be. right, absolutely. But they're not super deep. No. You know, and they, no. they beat them by 34. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul, like – so we talked about individual performances. Shagels Alexander. Yes. It's just so benefited so well with Chris Paul. Yep. Um, But, yeah, man, it was like – and OKC's out there throwing Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Darius Baisley. You know, friggin' Terrence Ferguson. Yep. And they waxed them. Yeah. They waxed. D'Lo got ejected because he didn't want to play anymore. Right. He was like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No one in this one. Yeah. And He's like, y'all told me this is going to be good. You said go to Golden State. You told me it was going to be good. <laughs> hey, one thing I want to touch on, this is probably irrelevant, but um, one of the things we talked on on um, on one of the earlier shows was uh, Taco Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Saturday, he got in the game. Yeah. Four minutes. Four points, three yeah. rebounds, and some garbage time. But uh, did anybody get to see the crowd like cheering him on when he was in yeah. the game? Like it was yeah. Game Seven of the Finals, and they were like throwing him the ball, and you know he shot a couple hook shots and missed them. But he 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 scored some NBA buckets, and that 
And I think that, uh, you know, that that might be a project, man, that might end up working out. Yeah. Yeah. Two I, ways don't hurt anybody, man. Two ways don't hurt anybody. And, and Brad Stevens had a great, great quote. We, Brad Stevens like, we wouldn't sign a guy and not think he's going to be, be able to contribute to our basketball team. And I feel like every NBA team is that way. You don't sign a guy to a two-way deal and feel like, oh, well, he's just this or he's just that. Like, you're expecting him at some point to work on his game to be able to help you to get to where you want to go. And like we always talk about, Taco 7-6, you can't teach that. You can't teach ability, you know, you can't teach the height and the, and the way he does, the way he thinks he does. But um, I think that at some point he's going to pay dividends for the, that Celtics team. So um, Taco Mania, I already told you, I'm already in on Taco Mania. Yeah, and I do want to backtrack a little bit because um... – the first game, Kemba struggled a lot, but that game, I forgot. Kemba hit seven threes. So, yeah. Um, and Ben Simmons was awesome. Ben Simmons was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another guy that, that we had talked about before um, and possibly being a comeback player of the year um, is Markel Foltz. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a pretty decent run of coming at it, man. Yeah, he has. Now, I'm not saying he's been lighting it up or anything like that, but – He's actually looked like he's come out of his funk a little bit. Um, he shot the ball a little bit better. I mean, he, he actually his form looks better. Um, I was really, really happy to see that for him because I think that kid is going to be a really good player. He's just got to find his way. I, I, I was really happy to see him, really happy to see him come back and do the things that he's been able to do so far this year. Well, you know, I I own land on Markel Island. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So no doubt. Uh, while we're talking about individual performances, I want to let everyone know we were watching, like Josh said, we're watching the Lakers game. They're playing the Hornets. Anthony Davis in the first quarter tonight, gents, sixteen points, five rebounds, an assist, a steal, and two blocks. Yeah. It's the first quarter. It's the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. He's um. LeBron's he, got five assists. He's good. Him. He's good at basketball. He's good at basketball. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Um, last last guy I want to bring up real quick because I know obviously we're going to talk about him on my show. Yeah. Um, Josh, like I mentioned earlier, Josh and I got to watch John Moran. Yes. And the kid, everyone, I mean, anyone who listened to me talk on At Large Bid, 48 Minutes College Basketball Podcast for all last season, knew that I was in on this kid start the year, talked about him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the Alabama game. But tonight he showed that not only can he play in this league, he's a guy you got to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Truthfully and honestly, guys – I can say this from a guy who's watched him play, obviously, like I said. I think John Morant's already a top 10 passer in the NBA. I think the feel he has for the game, I think the moves he makes, you know, the instincts he has, Josh, we talked about in the J. Crowder game-winning shot tonight. I'm all in on John Morant. I'm buying that stock. Awesome. Uh, um, I know that we had, had talked about that before, um, but John Morant is going to get a lot of opportunities um, with that Memphis Grizzlies team, um, the cool thing about that team is is that um, it's it's got a good mix of veteran talent um, with uh, some young guys. So uh, as we saw tonight, John Morant is going to have the ability to be able to play quality minutes um, against quality competition. I um, mean, he's only going to get better. Um, it's, it's really cool to see. It's really exciting to see him have the game that he had tonight, which uh, his stat line was 30 points and uh, nine assists, four rebounds on 13 of 22 shooting. And he was and he was trading buckets with Kyrie. Yeah, which which is really cool. 
Um, the other thing I like about it is only, he only took three, two three-pointers. It was 50%. So, you know, he's not settling for shots. He's not settling for outside jump shots. John Morant's game is all about getting to the basket and getting to the easy bucket. So he was silky, um, he's silky smooth. It's really man. cool. That's really cool to see. Uh, just want to mention the unicorn is back. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> Dallas lost tonight, but 32 9 and 5. Ooh, wee. CJ McCollum at 35. Man. That was a good game. Yeah. I is still out on Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. I mean, he had 14 boards tonight, but I don't. I don't. I don't buy it. Not buying stock in Whiteside. Nope. No. Nope. At the end of the day, you are who you are. Yeah. And I think he played. You know, he had that great year in Miami where he got that contract. Yeah. And I know he's on a expiring deal this year. He has a chance to be if Andre Drummond does sign an extension, which I would confident he will. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I, he has I mean, a chance to be one of the top five centers that are going to be available in this free agency. Yeah. So we'll see, but I'm not buying it. Uh, I think you make a good point. Whiteside, when you saw the adversity uh, of his season and his performance, you saw his true character. And usually adversity does that. It'll it'll reveal your true character. Um, so, uh, wow, you know. Wow, Lake Monk just made the most athletic goaltend I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was pretty athletic. Um, so, yeah, so Whiteside, I think, is who he, who he is. You know what I mean? So and he had some iconic battles with Joel and Embiid last year, man. <laughs> you mean the ones that Embiid just torched? Yeah, I was gonna say when Embiid, <laughs> when Embiid stuffed him in the basket. Yeah. So Embiid and Drummond—that's my favorite one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why? Because because Embiid rent space in Drummond's head. Why are the you Lakers mean? letting the Hornets hang around in this game? Division one All Stars, Josh. I told you. <laughs> Literally, Devontae Graham is on this team. Malik Monk, P.J. Washington, Dwayne Bacon. These guys yeah. were all like the man in college Ladies and basketball. gentlemen, Caldwell Pope scored in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, that is better than his previous two games where he did not score at all until the end of the game. Look at Dwayne That's getting true. boards. Uh-oh. Pope oh, for three. Oh, and as, as Josh is talking. On cue. On cue. A three? Yeah. Next topic. Yeah, topic number three. Yeah. Here we go, producer Tim, topic number three. So, guys, topic number three, we talked about players' performances. We've really jumped out. Let's talk about a couple teams that have jumped out. We've seen a little bit of a mixed bag, like Ben mentioned earlier, of different squads. Uh, we've seen the greatness of the Clippers. We saw them lose to the Suns last night where Devin Booker had a great game. Uh, we've seen you know the Lakers have a game where they looked good but still lost, but then we have seen them play the Jazz where they just out-physicaled them. Um, we, Josh, we saw the Bulls have three games where we've seen a mixed bag for sure. So what are some teams that have jumped out to with their performances, good or bad so far? Um, for me, uh, like I said, and I, and I know I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave the, the personal heartbreak for, for my brother, Ben, but, um, I'm going to start in the East with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, mm. you know, I know that matchups can be deceiving, but like I said, I feel like Trey Young has started off the season absolutely killing it. Uh, they beat the Magic, who is, uh, I think, predicted maybe to win their division. And um, <laughs> Miami, but Miami and Orlando. Yeah. And they, they beat the Pistons. I mean, it's not like they started off the season beating – Scrubs. Yeah, those are two playoff teams. Yeah. 
But in those two in, in those two games though, like I said, I I watched Trey Young in one game hit two shots from the logo. Uh, he's getting to the basket, and he's got a little bit of help. So I don't know if that is going to continue to happen. Uh, there's been a Jabari Parker sighting. Um, but other than that team, I think everybody else is kind of in that division showed me right where they're going to be at. I think there's a little bit more parity in the NBA this year. Yeah, there's um, a lot more. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are – I think there might be – there might be some teams that get in with losing records. I, I'm just – I just think that there's a, there's a lot of, of teams that are going to be able to compete with each other on a night-to-night basis. Like you just said, Suns beat the Clippers. Um and that was without DeAndre Ayton. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then on the western side, again, uh, Minnesota's three and zero to start the season. Crazy. And Carl uh, Anthony Towns was playing out of his mind. And then as we were watching the game tonight, we watched Wiggins hit like four threes in a row. Yeah, back to back to back to back. Heat check. So. <laughs> That just makes me laugh. <laughs> right? Wiggins hitting back-to-back-to-back threes. So, those two teams were a surprise. Uh, then you got the Spurs. You know, we have some people in this room saying that the Spurs are not going to make the playoffs. <clears throat> Started out 2-0. and Yeah. Phoenix you never, is 2-1. You, you never go against Popovich. So, those are the, the surprises for me. Um, Golden State. They look like a developmental train wreck right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, my surprise down team. Actually, I got a couple. Both of them, I, I claim is my team. Go ahead and spit them out. Man. Um, one, the Kings. Kings have looked really bad. Um, like their offense is kind of sputtered. Like today, they lost now. Granted, they opened up the season with the Suns, and that was a 30-point loss, which I should have known from then that this, that, that things are going to be uh, a little bit um, down, which they shouldn't be. And I don't, I, don't, I can't, I can't figure it out. Um, the Trailblazers, which is, uh, I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals last year, and of course the Jazz, who is one of the top three to five teams in the West. So um, those are their three losses. Um, to uh, yesterday they lost to the Jazz. Um, their their losses have looked really bad. Games haven't been close. Um, they've had laws and scoring. And you know, I want to. I just want to mention how I was the one that was lobbying for Buddy Hill to get that money. Yeah. And then he shows out by scoring three points. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, he had three points today. Um, in the previous game. He had uh, hold on, where's that? He had twenty one, but it was four of eleven and seven of eighteen from the field. So I mean, it, they're going to have to become more consistent scoring the ball. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on with them. They they have not looked good. Um, my other team, of course, is the Pacers, who have also started off zero and two. Um, that's another. They are another team, though. That I just feel like they've they've just not really gotten off on 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 the right track. I mean, I feel like their offense is, has let them down. Their defense has really let them. They give it one ten to the Cavaliers, one hundred and ten points to the Cavaliers, 
and 119 points to the Pistons. Defensively, they've struggled. Um, they haven't been able to get stops consistently, um, which I, I don't understand why because they've picked up some pretty good defensive players. T.J. Warren is a fairly decent de- de- defensive player. Malcolm Brogdon is a defensive-minded player. Miles Turner should have been up for defensive player of the year last year, um, and they are struggling to stop people. So um, until that gets fixed, until Nate McMillan can get um, get that fixed and, and where they can get some stops and, and stop people and put the ball in the basket, they're going to continue to struggle. So uh, those are my two surprise teams. Um, the Suns, I know we talked about before the Suns, that looked really good, oddly enough. I mean, even without Rubio the other night, they still looked halfway decent. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are my two teams. I'm, I'm a little down. I'm not going to lie. I'm 0-5 right now. <laughs> uh, I'm a little I'm a little down in the dumps. But, you know, it's it's early in the season. Hopefully those teams will bounce back. I'm really down. I'm really, really down on the Pacers because they can't stop anybody. So, hopefully that will get turned around. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate right now. Okay. And, um, you know, this is probably the last game of the night on. And if after the first week of the season there were playoff implications, this game right now actually would decide if the Hornets and the Lakers would be getting in the playoffs. So right now you have we're Orlando. We're not overreacting to anything, guys. <laughs> you have Orlando in the eighth seed at one and one. Milwaukee is not in the playoffs. Brooklyn, Detroit. Pacers not in the playoffs. Western Conference, Houston, Lakers, Oklahoma City, Golden State, Sacramento. All teams that we thought may or may not make the playoffs are not in after week one. Now, obviously, I know that stuff will change, but I just think it's funny after a week of basketball, a lot of the things that we said and we talked about the start of the season have not happened yet. Yeah. It's been a slow go. I mean, it's, 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 um, I think that a lot of teams are trying to find their way. I know that we mentioned this earlier. Gosh, there's so much parity now. It feels like that there's a lot of teams that have an opportunity to be good. And it's really weird that there's so much parity in the league now, comparatively speaking from even last year, two years ago, that teams have gotten better. Um, Rosters have gotten more full. Um, You know, they've – you know, it just doesn't seem like it's a four-team race anymore. I feel like a lot of teams feel like they have an opportunity and a shot. Once, you know, once people were able to move pieces around at free agency, got people moved around. Um, you know, Durant is and you know Durant's out of the West. He's off of Golden State, so you know you you disband that team. Um, you know, AD has moved to the Lakers. So many different things have happened. But it feels like the NBA has a lot of parity to it. A lot of teams are are right there um, with their rosters and making moves and being able to make uh, make a playoff run um, and, and be where you expect them to be. So um, the NBA this last week has been really cool to watch because of of that. And with you know even got Houston and Westbrook and Harden. What about that? Like those guys look like they were arguing. You know, one minute. Yeah, and then they're dancing the net. Like, like I mean, you just don't know. be something. I mean, it's going to be freaking – I mean, it's going to be theater, I feel like, every night with them. So, there, there's just so many teams that have an opportunity to, to make a difference. Um, 
and, and get to that next level. So um, I really like the parity that we've seen so far. Some teams that have have done have done some really good things. So. I just watched the most gangster commercial. They're already <laughs> no. calling Kawhi the king of L.A. Have you you guys never saw that commercial? No. Oh yeah, man, no doubt. Um, one of the things producer Tim and I were talking about as we were waiting for Ben to get here so we could start the show. The Brooklyn Nets, all three games have came down to a game-winning shot. And I just think that's crazy. So uh, Kyrie misses a game-winning shot in the first game, hits a game-winning shot in the second game, Mm -hmm. and then they get a game-winning shot hit on them at the buzzer in overtime. And I'm like, if that's going to be your season all year, like as a fan, like that's just going to put you on a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need that anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Man. But I think that goes back to to the parity of the NBA, man. I think that there's a lot of teams that are competitive. Like we were talking about the Timberwolves. Like the Timberwolves to us, we were like, oh, they're they're not going to be any good. They're going to that's going to want to get traded. Cat's going to want to get traded. He's going to get out, and they're three and zero. I mean, so they you see you see the parity where teams are are now feeling like they've got an opportunity and a shot um, at, at getting somewhere special. So you know to look at. To look at that and to see that is is really cool. So, I, I'm excited. This first week has been awesome. So yeah, it has been awesome. I agree. So Produce- guys, go ahead, sir. Talking about the Lakers, who are watching at this moment. Frank Vogel today had a quote. I don't know. If, I didn't tell you guys about this yet. So we're getting your immediate reaction to this. Okay. About one Demarcus Cousins. Now I don't know if you guys saw Demarcus Cousins has been shooting at practice. Okay. Demarcus Cousins towards ACL. Correct. Demarcus Cousins allegedly might be in some legal trouble. We have to say allegedly. Okay. But Frank Vogel said, we are not closing the door on Demarcus Cousins being playing for the Lakers this year. So guys, one, why? Two, if it happens, doesn't that mean Dwight Howard's got to be out? Um, I don't know. Well, your first question is why? Um... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. I, I, I think that technology is great. I think that people are able to recover faster. Um, I think that people are able to heal their bodies faster with the technology and the things that we have going on. Um, I just don't understand why you would risk coming back from an ACL that quick, um, and and risk doing more damage now. Um, it's very rare, but I, I've actually seen it. I've seen somebody tear the same ACL twice, rushing back and trying to do stuff, you know, and, and pet, you know, get their rehab gone quicker and get their bodies back. But why would you do that? I don't, I don't, I'm not Yeah, but Boogie's not Adrian Peterson. Right. But like, why, but yeah, like, why would you do that? Just, just take your season and, and go from there. I just don't understand. Um, if he comes back. Yeah, I guess I guess Dwight Howard would be out. I guess I, I mean, you know, you can't. I mean, yeah, Boogie would. I mean, Boogie has to play, right? Like, like if he comes back, like you can't just sit him. Like, you can't carry. Can you carry three centers? I mean, like, what's, <laughs> what, technically you can. I mean, yes. you can, but like, well, what's like, what's the what's the point of carrying three centers? So you're saying Javale McGee stays on the roster? Yeah, he's got the long. He's got a two year. He's two year deal. Yeah. Yeah, then they they want him. Like they love him. Yeah. Hey, we were just talking. I told you, I I, I am not a GM. I'm not a head coach. I watch basketball, and 
some of the times what I see on the TV or on the court versus what the coaches are making decisions on make no sense to me. And we were just talking. I'm like, JaVel McGee comes in and gives them instant minutes. Like, he's high motor, instant minutes, blocks, steals, buckets, uh, everything. And then, like, he ends up just getting taken out of the game. And then, like, usually in the second half, you don't see him that much. And I can't quite understand it. Now, he is playing a little more this game than what I'm used to seeing. Um, but I don't understand guys like that. And I would say based off of what he gives me per minute, like that white side deal that he got in, in Miami, like I would say JaVel McGee is more bang for the buck. A hundred percent agree I would with agree with that. One thousand percent agree with that. Right I would definitely now, agree with that. I know, I know we're, we keep referencing this Laker game. Right now, JaVale McKee is the one that's anchoring this lineup because LeBron's on the floor, AD's not on the floor, and Danny mm-hmm. Green's not on the floor. So, like, he's the guy that's telling, talking the spots. But he just altered a shot. Yeah, like, that is what he does. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Did you guys see my man Tristan Thompson at a three last night? I did see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, my man. <laughs> is, that, is that your is that your guy with the Cavs classics? He's tr- he's trying to be relevant again so he can get his Kardashian back. <laughs> no, like so the funny story about that is our first year forty eight minutes when we were the corner three, I wrote this article about Tristan Thompson because it was like right before that Celtics series and he yep. was outstanding. This is KD's first year in uh, Golden State to put mm-hmm. in context, and like Thompson like had like three or four games in the playoffs where it was like LeBron and it was him and Kyrie and those three were just balling like kevin yeah. love was struggling to hit a shot richard jefferson channing fry were like the top bench players for a bit because of injuries and it was like thompson was out there just freaking doing everything yeah and then the finals happened and he was just out i realized he's the slowest man ever taking an offensive rebound and going back up to the rim yeah so i ruined tristan thompson before the kardashians did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but um yeah i I don't know. To answer your question, uh, Dwight Howard, I guess half would have to be out. The only thing I can um, potentially think of, well, besides like I think Dwight, so far Dwight struggled, and we've, it's been pretty well known. Yeah, but if that if if they if Bucky comes back and he's you know he can only play like 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. then sure. If Bucky comes back and he's seventy percent good, that's the best big man rotation in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My boy Devontae Graham. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't you know? Absolutely. A13. From Kansas? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I I mean but I, I just don't want Boogie to rush back. I mean he's, I he's he had an Achilles tear. Now the ACL. Get your body healthy. Had the quad in the playoffs last year. Had the year. quad in the playoffs. Get your body healthy. Take your year. The Lakers, you know, should make the playoffs without you. Um get healthy. Come back next year, you know, stronger than ever. Um, I do think the he'll have the ability to be able to come back and and do the things that he wants to do. So he'll be a Laker next year. Yeah, absolutely. LeBron, Rondo, and AD are not letting him leave the. No, room. no, no. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, why we're why we're on the watching the Lakers game? I wanted to reference a topic uh, of conversation that was a quote that Magic Johnson put out yesterday. Oh boy! And um, oh boy, I did not know about this. <laughs> well, it just has to reference, you know, we're, we're all talking about how there's so much parity in the NBA. And, um, you know, we've got to watch some great players come through in our time. You know, we just watched Kobe retire. We just watched Duncan retire. Um, you know, those guys, we, we're watching the greatness of LeBron James. And uh, he he quoted, he said, Kevin Durant is so good, man. 
We've never seen anybody like him. I love him because he loves to play basketball. You're never going to see another LeBron or KD. Those are special guys. That's very much a Magic Johnson tweet. Yeah, absolutely. It's very much a Magic Johnson tweet. Is there are there any guys that are in the league right now that you think that at some level in their prime are going to equal out to what those guys have equaled out to in the NBA? No, I think the closest to LeBron could be like a Ben Simmons, but that involves him adding a lot more to his skill set. Yeah. Um, as far as a Kevin Durant, you know, I talked about James Wiseman on At Large Bid last week. As far as this like seven footer. That can shoot from score in like all three levels, but comparing someone, you know, comparing someone to Kevin Durant is. I knew that kid was special at Texas. Like I, I just yeah, you could see it. You could see that he was going to be something that we had never seen before. So I'm wondering, like, we got all these guys that are one year in college coming to the NBA, instant gratification. You know, Zion Williamson. Uh, are are we? Are we watching the next version or next wave of superstars that we just watched come through? Um, uh, Talent-wise, I think it's really hard. I think it's really hard when you try to compare eras. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think there'll ever be another LeBron. Just like I thought there, there's never going to be another Michael Jordan. Like, it's just like I don't think there's ever going to be another Kevin Durant. Um, I, I just I just don't think that – I think those guys are generational. You know what I mean? Like, they're once in a lifetime. Now, you'll get some guys that remind you of that. But I just don't think – I think those guys are so just, like, generational that I just don't think – I just don't think that guys come around that like that all the time. Um you know, Anthony Davis is special. Um, you know, Kevin Durant is special. Kyrie Irving is special. Um, I just think that when you're talking about that. But see, I also thought Isaiah Thomas was special. Isaiah Thomas was. Which one? No, no, no. <laughs> Pistons. Okay, okay. Pistons okay. Isaiah okay. Thomas. Zeke. Zeke. All right, all right. Pistons Isaiah Thomas was special. We're good. Allen Iverson was special. I just think that these guys are generational, man. That that you can't really compare those guys to one another. Now, I, I, I do think that there are going to be some guys that are special. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that 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 special gene is done. I think Zion Williamson will be special. I I think John Morant will be special. Um, you know, I I think they'll be able to do things, but it's going to be because of their own skill sets, not because they remind me of this, that, or the other. Um, I, I just think that some of those guys that are in that, in that cycle are just once in a lifetime. So you don't like, see a, a, a guy that like right now we know that KD LeBron are going, when they're gone, mm-hmm. they're going to be top 10 all time. Agree. I mean, I think they are already. Yeah. yeah but say. you know what I'm saying? Like they're, well, in you know, that, Michael, like you know, Michael Jordan didn't think freaking Steph Curry is a hall of famer. Or hey. What is that mess? <laughs> Um, that guy drafted Kwame Brown and Adam. Yeah, Martin. I think there's a little more of that story. I think why, so too. Yeah, why, why it was yeah. worded like that? There was something about he could have got fined for. Yeah. So, but can't tamper anymore. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. A lot LeBron. Right. You know what I mean. So is there is there a guy that's playing right now that like when these two guys because somebody's getting pushed out of the top ten. Yeah. And is, is there a guy that you see outside of those two like when it's all said and done like oh, he's got a potential to be a top ten player of all time? Steph. Yeah. Steph. Steph's the best shooter ever. I yeah. 
You can't be the best at something of all time. And not be in the top right? 10. You know I, I, mean? I agree. I agree like, 100%. Like, I think Gary Payton's the best defensive point guard of all time. I don't necessarily think he's a top 10 player, but I, that's different. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steph is... <laughs> it's Steph is... He's another one of those guys where you just look at and you're like, man, well, there... Uh, now, there will be guys that are similar to that, like Trey Young. Like, I, I love Trey Young. Um, Kobe White. Kobe White, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, there's going to be guys like... You know, there's going to be guys that come along that, that get to... You know, they'll have their own uniqueness. But I just think that... Just like Magic Johnson. To me, Magic Johnson, you know, Michael Jordan, those guys were just... They were themselves. They did, you know, they did what they now. Tim pointed to the penny, seven foot penny thing we've got, or uh, the stand on in there. Um, that was Magic Johnson too. Y- yeah, yeah, he was. Um, but but they're each, but they each had things they did well in their own skill sets. You know what I mean? Um, I I just think that those guys are just generational, man. I, I don't know, like Shaq, like there's never gonna be another Shaq. Yeah, I don't think you know there'll be like another like I know Embiid gets compared to. So the two biggest to your point we hear all the time as far as like compared to Mitchell, everyone always says is like a young Dwayne Wade. And right. Like, you know, I can see there are things when I see like what Mitchell does where I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see some Dwayne Wade in him. And then Embiid, it's like he's a Kimolaji one. I'm like, okay, there are things I can right. see that he does, the up and unders and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, you know, Dream was Dream was Dream. To me, Dream's the best center i've seen yeah i didn't see kareem i didn't yeah. see russell i didn't see will i saw a lot of Shaq. Shaq was more dominant but the things hakeem could do under the basket right so yeah i think those two you know i don't mean i don't know is there anyone right now is carl malone i don't see one no no yeah. carl malone is uh carl malone was was special him barkley those guys were they were special special players with special talents so yeah ben back on the what you said like the the Barclays of the world, the Isaiah Thomases of the world, like they're super, super duper unappreciated. Yeah, I don't think people realize how good Isaiah Thomas really was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the one thing the one thing that I do dislike Jordan for, you know, Jordan's my guy, he's my favorite player of all time. Like the fact that they kept that guy off the Olympic team. Um, and I know there's, I'm not going to get into that because I don't really know. You know, it was a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but. That he deserved, he deserved to be on that Olympic team. I, I I couldn't name twelve guys in the NBA or ten because they had two college guys. There were there were not ten guys in the NBA better than him, not at all. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. I I, I think that yeah, he definitely deserved to be on there. Um, and and for you know, of course, we don't know for whatever reason they say Jordan kept him off. Or <laughs> Have you ever seen that clip? Uh, allegedly, you know, what allegedly, I mean? when yes. Jordan's getting interviewed, right? He's like, no, 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 no Isaiah, no Isaiah questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's alleged, you yeah. know. So, um, but yeah, I just think that going back to comparisons, man, I. I just like to enjoy the guys that we have and enjoy what they do. It's really hard to make comparisons with guys when guys are already kind of at there where they're going to be. Like LeBron is LeBron. I mean, he's, he's in his twilight. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. But he is, as far as for this generation, the best player that we've seen. I Correct. mean, you know. So, I, I don't know. If I had to pinpoint one as far as who's the next guy that we could potentially discuss top 10 is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. 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 Kawhi. 
Um, Kawhi is, I mean, he's a few seasons, I mean, he's a couple of seasons away and maybe one championship away from being an all-time, all-time great. It's funny because him and LeBron are now competing for, like, who's going to be the guy that yeah. wins titles of three different franchises. Yeah. And I think that's, like, really funny because, you know, to me, you know, I'll always have LeBron in that top three, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the day you talk to me, it's probably different. Right. Him, Kareem, MJ. Um, but Kawhi, I think if Kawhi wins a title with the Clippers, that's three teams. If he gets a finals MVP, three teams he's a finals MVP with. Yep. No one's done that. No. Kareem did it with twice. LeBron did it with two different teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Shaq didn't do it with two different teams. Yeah. Dr. J did it with two teams. And well, one was ABA, one was NBA. But right. it's like, you haven't seen anyone else do that. So, pretty I neat. would agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's a, that would be interesting. If the if the quote was true and allegedly it was said, I, I would like to I would like to figure out why Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer yet. Three time champ, is that right? Three time champ. Three time champ. Two time MVP, MVP. Only only unanimous in unanimous MVP. MVP. And we're talking the greatest shooter ever. So like, what keeps him out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing too: is like, so we talk about this talk about the it's the basketball Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA. Uh-huh. So Steph Curry's Davidson tenure comes into play in this. Mm-hmm. So Carmelo Anthony, a lot of people are like down on him. Carmelo Anthony's a Hall of Famer. Like if you say he's uh, you're wrong, I 100% agree. We're making fun of Dwight Howard. Dwight Hall Howard of Famer. Was the best center in the world for 10 years. Absolutely. And he was a three, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. I agree. Forget about it because all the other stuff that happened. Yeah, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace is not in the Hall of Fame yet. Benny Wallace. Which is crazy. I mean, which is absolutely crazy. Do I? Did he go in this last year? I think he. I thought he did. But if he's not, that's 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 insane. Yeah. So last topic of the show, guys. How do we feel about our reward predictions from last week so far? Ooh. Um. I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. Um, I had to go back. Let's let's go back and look at those. Let me. I, I, I got to pull him back. I got to pull him back. Let me. Well, let I me picked pu- Steph Curry to MVP, but I don't think his team's going to win enough games. Yeah, they may not. I picked Joel Embiid, and he he's already missed a game already. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my defensive player of the year, I have Giannis. Um, I I think we still have a shot at that. Um, rookie of the year, I think Zion being out, he doesn't have a chance to win any. To, I think he's gonna miss too many games. Was he at six to eight weeks? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he I, might come back and dominate though, and 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 do enough. Yeah. yeah. But I I think Morant. I mean Patrick Ewing won one fifty two games. Yeah, but I think Morant um, will be the guy. Um, let's see here. My MVP Harden. Uh, it's not looking good right now, Holmes. I mean he's. <laughs> He's he struggled, um, but I do have Kawhi second, so that's a possibility. Hey, I, hey, hey. So you're saying I have a chance? That's what we're saying. Okay. Um, most improved faults. I I think he I think he has the ability to get that. Um, yeah, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right, except for the Zion one, of course. I think Zion one is um, that'll be tough with him being out six to eight weeks and Morant um, and Morant playing as well as he's been playing. Uh, I think it'll be tough for I think it'll be tough for Zion to get the rookie of the year. Um I picked MVP and defensive player of the year, which has only been done twice. Yeah. Yeah. I picked Joel Embiid to win both. 
and uh, I'm struggling right now. Yeah, I still think he's. Uh, gonna, I think he's going to play a lot. So I yeah. do. I, I don't know if they kept him out for rest. I didn't even pay attention. I just knew he didn't play. Uh, most improved player, I picked Terry Rozier, who mm-hmm. I'm watching play right now, and actually doesn't look bad. No. Um, rookie of the year, I think we unanimously all picked Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're struggling with that one a little bit. And what am I missing? Uh, Coach of the year, I picked Quinn, uh, Quinn Snyder, and they're one and two. I, I still, I'm still okay with that. Yeah. yeah. So Zion, come back. Yeah. <laughs> when you're fine, hire a chef. Yeah. You know, do something. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, going into halftime right now. Um, if if nothing else happens, um, LeBron is going into halftime with two points. Yeah, and the spread on this game was Lakers minus thirteen. Make that four points. Four points. <laughs> and that was a walk too, by yeah. the way. Yeah, he don't get called for travels. All right. Well, everybody, uh, that's the end of our topics and the end of our show this week. I want to thank producer Tim once again uh, for joining us on Shot Callers PT. and giving us our topics. My man, uh, Joshua Odellis Ferellis Hayes, thank you once again for joining me. Is that really me. your middle name? O- Odell. O- middle name. Odell. I didn't know that. So we go Odellis Ferellis. I like it. So um, I want to thank uh, you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Um, and we always, uh, once again, we need your five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Five-star, five-star. Five-star five star reviews, please. Uh, get on there. Give us a review. Um, we love hearing your feedback. Like I said, at 48 Minutes Network uh, is the Twitter handle. Um, and we will see you again next week. Make sure you check out our other shows this week. Uh, the 48 Minutes crew will be dropping a podcast. Um, at Large Bid is getting into high swing. Uh, college basketball is coming right around the corner. Yeah, Bruce yeah. and Tim, what does what uh, At Large Bid have? This week, so right now we're doing the conference previews for the Power Five. Okay. Um, so this week we're knocking out the Big 12. Awesome. Uh, we just knocked out the American and the Big Ten. Um, so this is the Big 12. And next week, we're going to do the ACC, and the SEC is two episodes because next week the season for college basketball officially starts. Yeah, I might have to that crazy? that one. Please do. Isn't that awesome? I'm excited. College basketball starting, like, like I said. 20 teams that can win the title this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, only we talked about parity in the NBA. Uh, we've definitely got some spreading out of talent uh, in the NCAA. Um, there's a lot of different teams that have an opportunity to win uh, the NCAA championship. Um, so get make sure you tune in to Outlarge Bid, um, their podcast. Those guys do an amazing job. Um, Tim and his crew, um, they do an amazing job with the college basketball. Make sure you check them out. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on. Producer Tim is, is always, like I said, he follows NKU. He follows Xavier. Um, he's now got, I believe, UC credentials as well. So if you are a fan of those, make sure you check them out. Um, also check out him and Sean Mackey on 48 Minutes Network talking NBA as well this coming week. So we want to thank you guys. Once again, we love you. Take care. Good night. Good night.